Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and thank you for tuning in to this week's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. We're going to focus today's podcast on our region's small nonprofit theaters and theater groups and how live performances, productions, and venues have been an economic driver in St. Clair County. Today, I'd like to welcome Kathy Burton, the executive director of the nonprofit Riverbank Theater Organization and co-owner of the Inn on Water Street Hotel in Marine City. Kathy, thank you for being here and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very excited to talk about this topic today because, you know, our organization, along with others, have been working with you and and your team for a while trying to improve our theater options in the county because it's good for economic development. It's good for everybody, really, right? It's a quality of life issue. So why don't you tell me, first of all, how you first became involved in ownership of a performing arts theater. It happened to be in Marine City, and why? Well, actually, I've always had an affinity for the arts. I performed a lot when I was younger, and then I had to get serious and work for a living because I wasn't good enough. I wasn't the triple threat. But I've always stayed involved in the arts, and my husband and I went to see a production at a little theater, a little musical theater venue in Dexter, and the town was just bustling, and it's this little tiny town. And on the ride home, I said to him, I'm going to open a little theater up in our area, and people are going to come, and we are going to bring in all kinds of economic development. And he said, you're crazy, but I'm going to help you. So we started driving around just looking for a venue, a space that would work. And I I thought with Marine City, because it was such a walkable downtown, and there were so many vacant storefronts at that point. So we milled about and looked at the ones that were available and settled on that little snug venue that we opened. And it was, you know, a 98-seat theater. But they came. People came. And it, and it really did, inside of the first year, 15 new storefronts opened. And we opened a second venue a year later because we thought, we're busting at the seams. What are we going to do? And we can only put up productions, one, you know, one every other month because we have to be in rehearsal. So this gave us the option of having multiple venues and having something going on almost all the time in town. And pre-COVID, we were at the point that 20,000 visitors came into town. If you bring 20,000 people to a doorstep, entrepreneurs will see that and say, how can I serve that market? So that was really the goal. From day one, the goal was how do we drive economic impact to make the area that we choose to live, that we love to live in, more vibrant. So I think you hit on this already, but let's just touch on a little bit more. And that's on the impact as an economic driver that it has. You mentioned those 12 vacant storefronts. Today, when you go to Marine City, especially on the weekend, you can't get a parking spot in the downtown. And Which that's is a great whether, problem. And that's whether or not you have a theater performance that, that evening or not. But when you do have theater performances, I imagine it gets even more difficult to find parking spots or places in a restaurant to have dinner. So just talk a little bit more about what you've seen in terms of economic impact. It's a layering on. I would never suggest that we opened theaters and that was the reason the town developed. I would never say that, but it's a layering on process. And when you bring people in, they look around. If they see something they like, then they come back. They come to the theater to see a show. They have dinner before the show at the Marine City Fish Company. Let's say they really liked that. Let's say they went to the little bar, you know, one of these restaurants. 
they'll come back just to go to that restaurant next time. It might be a week later. They've already seen the show that's on stage, so now they're coming back. When they're at the restaurant, they go shopping. They find a little boutique they like. So I, I really think it's more of that layering on process that any business that can introduce a new person to the community, the other businesses will prosper. The key is to have a really good mix of businesses and a vibrant area so that you get that foot traffic and people are venturing into a variety of places. The other thing that we saw is the houses were turning over. And, you know, these little vacant houses that were kind of left to decay are being picked up and renovated. And we've got new residents coming in. And that's really the goal. If you can get your, your dormant spaces, you know, your neglected homes, if you can get that all revitalized, now you've really done something. Yeah, so there's an impact on uh, the value of houses in, in the community as well, right? The school district. You know, if they're getting additional tax dollars, they're getting new, maybe students, that's all good. And that's, that was the goal. There's another impact, too, that uh, we haven't talked about, which is the impact on the artists and the technicians mm-hmm. who get to work and, and practice their craft. And now, you know, people that maybe have been, were driving to a theater in Detroit or someplace else, now they have one closer to home. Or even worse, they let that go. Because they live out here, they're working full-time in their career, but they've got this fabulous skill that's underutilized. And it's just too difficult to go to another community, like to go to Detroit to use it. We found so many performers, and I'm talking really high-quality performers, that were just working in a bank or, you know, working in the hospital, working in a, a day job that they didn't get to use this skill. And they're hitting our stage, and they're in our orchestra pit, and there's so much hidden talent up here. And that makes, that makes it nicer for those folks living here because now they have an opportunity to do their passion. And I think that that's, you're absolutely right. That's another piece. It makes it attractive. We've talked to business owners, and they say when you do something, and that's why we get support for our theaters from the businesses, having the cultural arts in our community makes it easier for us to attract good employees because they want to come and live in an area where there's that kind of offering. And, of course, um, you also have the summer theater camps, which is helping to build a pipeline of talent for the future. And we're seeing that now. I, I felt so old the other day because little kids, little kids were that were first-year camp kids are now taller than me and graduate. You know, I mean, they're in high school now, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm getting old. <laughs> but it's been very gratifying to see that kids that are with us from the first productions we did eight years ago who are now, you know, playing the teen roles in productions that we're doing. As a matter of fact, the one that we have on stage for this holiday season for Christmas, the Christmas schooner, a lot of those kids we're seeing and, and they're playing adult roles. You know, they're, they're older now. So We did an economic impact study um, on, you know, to, to measure the impact of the existing theater operations in the county, but particularly those in Marine City. And it was for the, uh, toward the, the goal of trying to create a summer theater festival. Um, just talk a little bit about the impact and where that's led us today. Well, the, the idea, and people have asked, do you want to, are you trying to be Stratford? Absolutely. If we could have a quarter of the success that Stratford has experienced, that would make such a difference here. And it'd be great. It'd be great for our community. The Ontario Stratford Festival I'm referring to, they host about 500,000 people annually. 10% of that would be fantastic. But to do that, 
We don't have a town as big as Stratford. We do have a lot of really cool communities lining the waterfront up and down the river. So we thought maybe we'd do something a little different. Maybe we move people from town to town. Instead of coming and staying one night as a tourist in Marine City to see one show, what if they could go to St. Clair and enjoy that town? What if they could then go up to Port Huron and enjoy that town? You know, I mean, just up and down the waterfront. So we did. We asked you if you would do an economic impact study on what that kind of a stage festival would produce. And it came back more favorable than I even anticipated. Uh, They were looking at $11 million of immediate impact to the businesses in the surrounding area. The problems we had were not enough hotel rooms, you know, those types of of issues, not enough restaurants to satisfy the demand that there could be. That's a great problem. So that's led us to looking, and we've been about five years trying to find the right space and the right fit to do another venue that would have more seats. And I think we found it. I think the idea, and it was funny because it came out of COVID. You know, good things come out of bad things. We were shuttered, so we couldn't do productions for that whole period. So we said, well, our mission has always been to bring the arts to an underserved community where cultural arts are available. That's been our goal, and to drive economic impact. So why are we not just doing that? So we worked with the county. And we worked, Jeff Bohm helped tremendously to get us a mobile stage that we could just pop up in the park. Palmer Park, the city of St. Clair, was amenable to letting us do that. And we took our productions outside, offered them for free. So, you know, it wasn't wasn't helping us financially. But you got to give to get. I've always believed that. We did that for the season. And lo and behold, the Moore family came back and said, you know what? If you could do something in St. Clair, I think you've just proven people will come. So we're going to offer the $1 million challenge grant for you to make something happen in the downtown. And, and we did. We talked to the plaza about potentially buying a parcel of their parking lot and erecting a new theater there. So we're, we've raised $2 million of the $3 million necessary, and we're on the home stretch on the, the last leg. Now, that's really exciting because that would do a number of things. It would obviously bring a new venue to the area. Um, it would give local artisans and even those in the region that travel to our county to work, to practice um, their craft, they would give them another venue to do that in as well. And it would, of course, work towards realization of this, this dream, this goal of having a summer theater festival. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the goal. It would give us actually year-round. We would have entertainment on stage year-round in two cities. There wouldn't be that gap because we're in rehearsal. So we'd always have something on stage, which, which means people would always have, a, every weekend, they'd have a reason to come to this area. So to me, that's the critical thing, is to keep that kind of consistency. Um, I think we've seen a real resurgency of new businesses and everything in St. Clair. So I think it complements complements the St. Clair Inn. If and when that opens, that would be a really critical piece in what we're proposing here. You look at the plaza, and because they had to take dining outside, people liked it, and they recognized people like sitting outside. It gave that whole plaza a new vibe, and it's a fun place to go. So I think what we're proposing to do really complements what's already in motion in that community. Right, and it gives people just one more option too, right? That's one thing that we've, we've heard in the past is that we need more entertainment in some of our downtowns. And so this would do it, in, in this case, in St. Clair. But as you said earlier, I think one thing that's really important is we do have a lot of small towns 
along the river, and they're pretty close to each other. So that really lends itself to a great quality of life because people have the opportunity. This weekend, I'm going to be in, go to Marine City, go to dinner, maybe see a, see a play. Next weekend, I'm going to be in Port Huron looking at something at McMorrin. The next week, there's a bicycle marathon or something is going on in St. Clair. So people have the chance to just kind of live their lives with this, this varied sort of uh, downtown experience with all these small downtowns. So I think bringing another theater to the market is going to be tremendously important in expanding those options to the community. Absolutely. Yeah, I do. And what you say is so true. There's bands playing in the courtyard at the plaza. That's fun. So people would come and see the productions that we had in the park, and then they'd run across the street and just hang out and listen to the bands. So I think when you have that kind of a multitude of offerings, people enjoy different things. And it's not even necessarily different people. I enjoy the theater. I enjoy the Detroit Symphony Orchestra. I also enjoy going and listening to the Gobies or Los Gringos play in the Plaza Courtyard. So I think to offer that kind of diversity of of arts to the community, I, I think the people who live here are really liking it. They're responding to it. You know, it's part of the secret sauce of having um, a successful community, right? And that's what we're trying to do here is build successful communities one after the other and give, the, give people something to do. And then ultimately, this will become a place that is full of vibrant experiences that people will remember and they're going to want to live here. Well, thank you for coming on the show today. And I'm sure that your patrons and the other theater lovers out there are highly anticipating the opening of the new theater. I know I am. And I want to thank you and Tom also for investing in the community over the years. What you've done has been tremendously important in growing our economy. So thank you very much for that. Thank you. And a lot of people have helped with that and continue to help with that. Well, I know there's a lot of people, including our organization, that are willing to help. That's great to hear. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you. So that's it for this edition of our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Be sure to check out the EDA's website for all things economic development in the Thumb Coast region of Michigan at www.edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey. I'll catch you on the next wave. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at wgrt.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.